Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Once you get lots of investing under your belt, you might decide to pick a place to go to retire or have a second home or just an investment away from the world. We're going to talk today about how you find your paradise on the Real Estate Guys radio program. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms, with me as usual, co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. We get to travel the world, and many times we're in beautiful locations like we are today, overlooking the pool. Yes, that's one of the things that's great about being a real estate guy. Yeah, absolutely. We get around and uh, see this big, beautiful world. And, you know, investing can happen anywhere. We're heard in 190-plus countries now with the podcast. So we have lots of listeners who invest in their country, invest in other countries. We have listeners who come to events and write us that say, hey, there's not really a lot of opportunity where I am, but I'm in this market and that market. And it's just absolutely mind-blowing boggling how many different uh, places you can invest. Uh, we know several markets pretty well, but you can only know really a handful of markets intimately well. And what today's show is about is a lot of folks get to the point in their life, and it could be from real estate investing or just because they're at that age or they've done that well in life, that they're looking for their place in the sun, their paradise, if you will. And we'll talk today about the idea of owning a second home somewhere, the idea of investing offshore in a market you're not familiar with, and then this idea of the person who is either the perpetual traveler or the nomadic worker can work from anywhere, or the snowbird, people that go from season to season to season. My mentor, Jim Rohn, had a home in each of the four seasons. 
He had four different places he would go at different times of the year that gave him great joy. And he was a guy who loved lifestyle and he could do that, right? So just because you live somewhere now doesn't mean you always have to invest there. And it might mean you want to look for warmer pastures. Well, you know, when you talk about paradise, I mean, people work their whole life and they think about what they want to do when they don't have to work, when they don't have to live in a certain place because of a job or other obligations that you might have business or whatever. Kids grow up and then all of a sudden they scatter and you're like, okay, my roots maybe aren't so deep in this community that I started. So there's a lot of different reasons. Then there's issues of taxation and, and government, you know, somebody who has worked and lived in a place like New York or Washington, D.C. or Chicago, because that's where all the action is. But, you know, those states have loads and they have expenses and you say, I want to be free from that. My bliss would just be not to have that pressure. I don't want to have to do that much. My grandfather lived and worked and did most of his career in Chicago, big industrial town. And he was in the business of manufacturing water towers of all things. But when he retired, he retired to Florida, as a lot of people on the East Coast yep. do, because it's low tax. There's the asset protection component. You know, there's the ability to homestead a lot in Florida. A lot of different reasons why people go, the weather's warm, you know, it's affordable. So there's a lot of different things. So everybody has their bliss is, you know, a little bit different. And we talk a lot about the idea of lifestyle investing where you combine the idea of, hey, I want to make some money. I want to make a good investment. I want to also have some enjoyment. I mean, I want to like visiting my property. I want to I want to be proud of what I own, I the demographic that my property is going to interact with if I'm going to be renting it out or whatever. I'm interested in having those people be maybe more like me and less like some of the other tenants that I've had in my career, you know? So there's a lot of different ways to approach it, but every person, it comes back to your personal investment philosophy. And then the bigger thing is probably understanding what the options are. Yeah, absolutely, because it depends on you. Personal investment philosophy is about you regarding you, the way you feel and think and behave and approach life for your investments. It's the same when you're blurring that line. You know, when you go to a beautiful place and the properties are amazing and you think, man, I could spend some time here, but it also makes sense financially, that's great and it can happen, but it also blurs the line. If I'm investing in industrial condominiums in Cleveland, Ohio, I'm really not tempted ever to go stay there, right? right? It's not part of the thing. But if I buy a beautiful condominium in Maui, it's like, well, hey, I can rent it out and make some money. But when the family wants to go on vacation, and that's what we're talking about, is the idea to have a lifestyle investment that could grow to be more. A lot of folks look around today and they see trouble brewing. Right, We're about to head to Freedom Fest in Las Vegas, and you're going to hear, I'm sure, amazing guests from the show there, and there's going to be a lot of people saying, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. Meanwhile, we've got a lot of folks saying, hey, the, the housing market looks strong, and the run-up continues, and at some point, you think, well, depending on where you are in your investing and life cycle, it might be time to plant a little flag somewhere, as Simon Black would say, and there's a lot of beautiful places where you might buy a house or a condominium, and it could be rented out for a year or five years or 10 years, and one day you decide, you know what, I'm going to move into it and just retire. 
But then there's other folks who are like, well, I'm I'm not going to be tied down to retirement now. I don't know, maybe in five or 10 years, but they don't want to miss the market. So there are definitely some ways to play. If you start thinking about ultimately, how do you want to live? When we do the goal setting portion uh, for real estate at the weekend goals retreat that we do every January, it's a pretty short segment of the whole two and a half days, about 15 or 20 minutes is on real estate. But one of the things we talk about is where do you want to own property and why? Some people are like, well, I'd like to own a, a French chalet. Okay, great. Well, why not? I want to, you know, I want to travel to Mexico and I love, you know, Latin America. Awesome. Hey, I, I'd love to be in the snow country and be able to go skiing a couple times a year. Great. Those could potentially be good investments. And if we're talking about finding your paradise, paradise is different for everybody. Yeah. And I think that societally and just what's going on in the human experience right now because of technology, I mean, it's changed a lot. You know, they you look at the millennial generation, for example, they tend to be fairly nomadic, at least right now, right? They're not so about settling down. Part of that is because they're carrying a lot of student debt. Part of that is because they're having a hard time finding jobs you really want to commit to. Um, So that's part of it. But part of it, I think, is they just look at the world a little bit differently. You know, in in some ways, they're more connected and in some ways, they're less connected, right? It depends on how you define connectivity. And when you think about the idea that you used to have to retire to go to an off the beaten path place, and today you're able to work remotely, that is very, very new in the human experience. And so a lot of the ways that people think evolve slowly, even though the world is evolving very quickly. And as an investor, you have to think about, hmm, not only what I want, but where's the world going and where are the opportunities? The other thing is, I mean, let's face it, there's more and more people on the planet every day rare places, beautiful places, uh, trophy properties, if you will, become harder and harder to get, right? right? There was a time when, you know, you could come to the United States of America and you could pick anything. I mean, it was just virgin territory. That was only a couple hundred years ago. Yeah. And look at it today. And then you can think about places like Hawaii. You know, somebody says, oh my gosh, it would be so weird to invest in a foreign country. Well, think about this. In 1958, Hawaii was foreign. Yeah. And, and how many people today wish they would have bought something in Hawaii in 1958? That would have been probably pretty good, right? So, and then because the world is smaller from a technological point of view in terms of people having exposure to the rest of the world and the way media is today. And look at us. We're just two guys with microphones that now are heard all over the world. That wasn't really possible 20 years ago. This is something that's relatively new. And so you have people that are experiencing that. And so they're beginning to understand the world is bigger and they have more other options and there's uh, places to go and ways to play. Now the matter is, is as the world is becoming explored and uncovered is how quickly do you want to make your mark? You might think, well, you know, I'm not really ready yet. And to your point earlier, that's true. But your opportunity might be ready even though you aren't. And you have to ask yourself, do I want to miss my opportunity in whichever particular market? Or am I going to hope that there will be another market some way? I say, for example, you say, well, I missed Hawaii. Okay, you missed Hawaii. I mean, you could still do it, but it's a lot harder. Right. You know, there might be, you know, you have to really look for that diamond in the rough, that rare situation. Fortunately, real estate gives you that. But there are other markets right now that are maybe like that. Knowing what you know now from having watched a mature market, you go into a less mature market and think, hmm, 
I, I know where this is going. I've seen this movie before. I know how it's going to play out. Well, and it does take a little bit of searching around to figure it out. And if you are thinking about investing outside of your home country, whatever that looks like to you, then you need to understand a few things. Let's talk about that because I could invest across state or province or county lines and could be relatively comfortable. But as soon as I go to a different country where there's different laws, different basis of law sometimes, different uh, protocols, certainly different customs in terms of the way that real estate is transacted, those kinds of things, I just need to be aware. And it's a little bit of an educational curve. But once you've done it, you've now put yourself ahead of a whole bunch of folks. I remember the first time we invested in Mexico. It took us a long time to get our head around this idea of the land trust, the fee de camiso, that you don't actually have what we would call fee simple title in certain regions of the country. You only have a trust, a bank trust that a bank holds, and you're the beneficiary, essentially. Well, wow, that, that seems like it's not really ownership. Well, then you study it and you see they've been doing it for a long time, and there's very few instances of it being a problem for anybody and you finally get your mind around and go, well, I'm either comfortable with that or, or, or I'm not. We got to the point where we saw the opportunity around that and could educate people about it and introduce them to the trustees and show them the properties and there was organized real estate in the market we were in and, and it all felt pretty close to fee simple, but it, it wasn't. At the end of the day, it's not the same and property rights are critical. So you want to understand how the markets work, how the various players get paid. Sometimes the model that we're used to in our home country of the way, say, a real estate professional helps us find a home or helps us sell a home is completely different. There's, in, for instance, in, in Mexico, we have the, the notary, the notario, the public notary. And if you're from the United States, you think, well, the public notary is just someone that, you know, you give them 20 bucks and they notarize your signature. No, a, a notary in Mexico is like a judge. They're an impartial third party that helps a transaction, but doesn't answer to either party in a fiduciary style. So you're like, well, okay, I've got to get my mind around that. And it's different everywhere you go. So it, the first thing is not to be overwhelmed, just to study a little bit. And I always like to start with the lifestyle part. How do you want to be living this life when you're either on vacation or retiring or snowboarding for four months out of the year or writing your book for half the year? Or I met a couple the other day. They're both college professors. They have a home. We're here in Belize. They have a home in Belize that every summer when they're off, they come to their home and they live there for those two and a half months. And then they go back to school and rent it out. So they're regulars, people know their name, they recognize them, oh, it's you guys, but they're only there for two and a half months out of the whole year, and the rest of the time it's an income property for them. So there's not one size or one answer. I think what we want to do on today's show is have you think a little bit further out. We tend to say, well, I want to get another property and I want to have another $300 a month cash flow. Awesome, do that. But in the meantime, what's your life going to look like in 10 years or five years or two years? And Instead of saving up a bunch of money so then you could go buy your paradise, what about finding it now and letting it pay you? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, begin with the end in mind, if you will, as Stephen Covey's famous quote. I think coming back to something you said earlier, Robert, though, that's important is that pretty much everything that you do, like everything that you do in your profession, everything that you are doing in your adult life, most of the things at one point were foreign to you. I remember the very first time, my very first job, 14 years old, and I had to wait the counter at the donut shop. And a customer came in and I had to make change. Well, I had never made change before. <laughs> and that was a big deal to me. And then, you know, fast forward a year 
later, I'm working at a gas station and I've got hundreds of customers coming through day after day and I'm making change and it's just doing it like the back of my hand. It was, I just, no problem. It was, it was habitual. It was, I knew what to do. You know, the very first time you ever bought a property, remember that? Oh yeah. Remember how intimidating it oh, was? My God. And just the idea of being on the outside as a property owner looking in thinking, oh my God, the transaction, all the paperwork and what's an escrow officer and title insurance and what is all these things? And then once you get going, it's like, okay, here comes the papers, boom, 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 boom. And here's the point. It's foreign to you, but it's not foreign to the people who are already there doing it. And when you understand that basic concept, you don't have to focus on the how as much as you focus on the why and the what. It's like, what do I want and why do I want it? And now you go find the people who can help you figure out the how, people who are experts and familiar and experienced and proven in whatever it is. I mean, this is, we're not, not just talking real estate investing, it'd be anything at all that you want to do that you've never done before. And so the idea of going foreign, the idea of maybe thinking 20 or 30 years ahead of time uh, to figure out how you want your portfolio to look, it's like, Somebody's already thought through a lot of that, and there are people who help people who are making those decisions today. One of the advantages you can have when you deal with professional people that deal in a specific type of niche or demographic is that many of the issues you're facing, they have faced with other of their clients, right? When you sit down and talk to that guy or gal, he says, oh yeah, I had a couple go through that, or they had this debate, or their children went through this, or as a couple they went through that, or whatever it is, or I worked that out with their CPA or their lawyer or their financing, however it is. And that's the point. There are experienced people who know how to get the thing done that you want to get done. So don't worry about trying to figure it all out. Just understand what you want, why you want it, and then go make the relationships with the people who can help you get it done. Our guest today is an interesting guy who was selling real estate successfully in the United States and got the bug to go find another market to invest in. Felt like maybe there was a reason to diversify offshore. It led him on quite a journey. And today, uh, he helps people do that very thing. Excited to introduce you to him when we get back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Memphis is famous for being the home of the king of rock and roll, but it's also the king of cash flow. If you're looking for affordable cash flow properties, it's hard to beat Memphis. Get your portfolio rocking and more cash flowing your way by calling Terry Kerr at Mid-South Home Buyers. Terry's the king of turnkey properties. Contact Terry through the resource section at realestateguysradio.com. And be sure to order Terry's tips for turnkey rental property investing report. It's free. Just send your request to turnkey at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Patrick Donahoe, CEO of Paradigm Life. Wall Street and banks spend billions of dollars per year in advertising with the goal to convince you that they are the solution. But take a look around. None of their advice has worked. If you're listening to this, odds are pretty good that you're already a real estate investor or at least becoming one. So why do you do it? Is it to hedge inflation, the tax benefits, or maybe it's to get your money away from Wall Street? It's because of these benefits and so many more that I created the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy. When you combine successful real estate investing with the Perpetual Wealth Strategy, you have the recipe for what has helped the wealthy to establish their financial well-being for decades. You can download the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy today by clicking the Resources tab on the Real Estate Guys Radio homepage. Don't wait. Go download it now. 
Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. This week, we're talking about finding your paradise, whatever that means for you. Lots of folks are looking for a place to uh, either retire or move or just go spend some time. And we're very excited to have with us a good friend and also an expert in helping people find their paradise. He's the Paradise Guy. Please welcome William Nayrod. Hi, Robert. How you doing? Fantastic. Always good to see you, my friend. Now, we first met back uh, when you came on the Real Estate Guys field trip to Belize. And uh, unlike many folks who were just looking for investment opportunities, you had a, a little more targeted reason for exploring other places. Let's first talk about your background. You sold real estate for a lot of years in the U.S. Yeah, so about 26 years of real estate experience uh, in Colorado and uh, as an investor, as a real estate agent. And uh, I was looking for another market. And uh, really analyzed a lot of different markets. And uh, one of the ones that popped initially was uh, was Belize. So you came on our Belize field trip and uh, you had done quite a bit of research before because it was obvious that you uh, knew a lot that was uh, happening here, but I'm sure learned a lot on the trip as well. But after, if, if I remember correctly, after this trip, you also had to do a few other markets. Yes, I did. I, I went over to Roatan and, and a couple other different places around the Caribbean, uh, all of which were beautiful. But beauty wasn't exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for an opportunity, uh, a marketplace that wasn't as evolved, wasn't uh, as far along the path as, uh, say, a Costa Rica. Uh, something that, that still had runway left for me to be able to execute some uh, some investment strategies, some development strategies, and obviously practice real estate. Well, and a lot of folks are looking for investment. Of course, so usually the people that come on our investment field trips, that's the whole thing. It's about ROI. But there's also, of course, the kind of the expat, the person that's looking to either retire now or they're thinking, you know, one day I'd like to live in paradise. And uh, your brand is Paradise Guy. Tell us about Paradise Guy. Well, Paradise Guy, uh, first of all, it's a funny story how that came about. I, my whole life, wore Hawaiian shirts. So I've always kind of been the paradise guy, even in Colorado. It just was serendipitous that I came down here. I established the Paradise Guy brand with the whole mission being, I want to help other people discover this marketplace, discover their paradise, discover that they can have this life living in a Caribbean location uh, and also have lots of opportunity tied with that. So I educate people all about opportunity, retirement, investment strategies, and of course, how to live a great life. Well, this is an interesting point. There are certain people that are looking just for ROI when it comes to investment, but there's also great business opportunities as you expand beyond your home country. And some people are interested in that, but there's also this hybrid. If you're going to retire offshore, it may be that you're done. You're just hanging up your cleats and you're going to be in the hammock all day. But I know most of the people I meet in Belize are not that. They still are vibrant. Many of them open businesses or buy businesses. Lots of them are doing things on the side, even though they might quote unquote be retired. They aren't really living the retiree lifestyle, but they're enjoying themselves. Yeah. So when I meet people down here, uh, very often they come down and they try out retirement. And uh, retirement doesn't last a long time for a lot of them because they get antsy and they realize, you know, there's only so many days I can go scuba diving or snorkeling or hang out at the local bar. I need to do something. So they look to buy a business or they look to start a business. And I always tell people that you almost have to put on blinders down here because there is so much opportunity. When you go down the street and you just think to yourself, what is not here that I would like to be here? And everywhere you look, you see that opportunity. So you have to figure out what's your passion, what gets you excited, and if you want to do that. And if you do, I can certainly advise people on how to 
make that happen. Well, I know that you've seen ways that it's been successful and ways that it hasn't for <laughs> folks. And I think a lot of that is about the preparation. You know, you are a student. You, in our world, you've been to the syndication event. You've been to our How to Win Funds event. You've been on the summit, our highest educational event. And so you're a guy that continues to get educated, but not everyone takes that step. Some folks to get off the plane intending to stay a week. And next thing you know, they're living here. So I do. I have people that literally will show up 24 hours in Belize and they say, I want to buy a condo. And that's all well and fine. But what I tell people to do is let's slow down a little bit. Let me educate you about the market. Let me give you some proper perspectives so that you can figure out what your objectives are, what you want that investment to do for you, how you're going to use it, meaning how much time are you going to be there, how you're going to want that investment managed. And then let's make a decision that's going to meet those objectives and figure out what your time frame is for actually being down here to make that success. You know, William, management is such a huge point. Anywhere you buy investment real estate, management is critical. If you buy the house next door and you want to manage it yourself, it's still critical that you do it correctly. Most of us hire a professional property manager to take care of the details, and that's a person who's much better at it than we are and their arm's length. If you're thinking about investing in another country, you really have to pick the right management solution. Well, you do. And and one of the things that I advise people to do is, is to let me educate them about management companies that are here on the island, ones that I've seen perform. There are some that have performed less so. Um, and you need to make sure that you are investing in the type of property that gives you the type of management opportunities that you're looking for. There are full management uh, opportunities here where you don't have to touch anything. You literally just collect a check every quarter. And there's others where you're a little bit more participatory. Well, and it certainly depends on the type of property. Uh, kind of the main thing people invest in down here are resort residential properties where they're rented out on a nightly basis because that's an opportunity. But there's also month-to-month -month tenancy here. There's commercial property here. There's development opportunity. There's also folks that decide, you know what? I'm just going to buy a piece of land and sit on it. Talk about those folks. I know you've had some of those clients. We have. And and I've got one right now that I'm working with. He's a, he's a physician. And he came down here and he said, I want to be a developer. Not today, but in 10 years when I retire. And he's putting together a lot of money and he's got some cash liquid right now. And so he was looking for something to invest in in the path of progress, as you say. So he wanted to go far north, uh, which is a beautiful part of the island, but development isn't quite there yet. But he says... Find me something that in 10 years is going to be in that path of progress that at that point in time when I develop it, I can reap the rewards. Well, this is an interesting mindset because many people come to a market like this. And uh, you, you mentioned the island. We're on the island of Ambergris Key, which is the number one tourist destination in Belize. So Belize itself is on an island. It's a country in Central America, but it's also the only Central American country that's part of the Caribbean Tourism Organization. And this island feels a lot more Caribbean than it does Central American. But the point is on the island here, you've got folks that are coming for all different reasons. It is a big expat community. There are people that just, they want to retire and live on less money. And you can do that in Belize, but the development side, this, this, and not even development, really just this land banking idea that it's a strong market. Prices have been escalating for year after year after year. And I know there's this, this thing that happens. People get down here, they, man, I'd love to retire in 10 years or develop in 10 years. But if I wait 10 years, prices are going to be out of control. Yeah, so this market, uh, if you look at it historically, uh, the last 20 years has just been a steady climber. It's gone up and up and up and up. And even in 2007, 2008, 2009, it still didn't go down. 
it basically just leveled off. Yeah. So I like that. To me, that gives me comfort and it's something that I convey to my clients and tell them that, listen, if you invest now based upon the past, again, no crystal ball, but based upon the past, this market has got a lot more appreciation. And what I like about it more is there's no bubble. Let's talk about the other side of finding your paradise and that is the lifestyle part. So different markets have different personalities. Different markets have different things to do with your time. What are some of the attractions that you see people coming to look for who are thinking about retiring now or in the future? Well, if you love warm Caribbean water with the best snorkeling and scuba diving in the world, well, this is probably one of the places you should consider. But it's also a great place because it's so close to the United States. So proximity and travel to and from Belize is very quick, very easy. I mean, two hours from Miami and you're here. Uh, so that is, is very nice. I also see that people are coming here because it's English speaking. You don't have to learn a new language when you come here. And that makes people have a certain comfort level. And last, there's a large expat community, which you spoke of. And that expat community is welcoming. They are friendly. They are helpful. And uh, it fits right in with the Paradise Guy model, which is we like to help everybody. Well, and if you're considering another market, and again, today's show isn't about Belize. We happen to be in Belize today. That's the market you chose of all the markets. We'll talk about why in a minute. But whatever market you're looking to go into, if you're thinking about having a second residence, having an investment property, maybe eventually relocating somewhere, these are the things you need to understand. So English speaking is, is huge in Belize. What are some of the other reasons people are attracted to Belize? Well, the food is fantastic. Uh, yeah. When you come down here, it's it's really hard to find uh, bad food. And there's roadside food here, which is a, a great experience to have because you can go anywhere up and down the road on a Saturday or Sunday and even sometimes during the week. And you can find incredible meals barbecued right there on the roadside for less than $10. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's an amazing uh, experience. And it's one of the reasons why people are attracted here is that the cost of living can be quite low, but the cost of living, if you come down here with the American lifestyle and you want to live exactly as you live in the United States, then your cost of living could be a little bit higher. But if you come down here and you'll adopt some of the Caribbean ways, you can live uh, very inexpensively. So that attracts a lot of people. You know, I just bought yesterday a pound of fresh made corn tortillas. I watched them being made off this amazing press and assembly line. They're warm when I get them and a pound are $2 Belize. That's a dollar US. So for a dollar US, 25 fresh homemade delicious corn tortillas. That's pretty cheap. It is. It is. And uh, everything here is organic. Everything here is fresh. When you go into a restaurant and order something, Robert, you get it made for you at that point in time. It's not like it's been made all day and they just scoop it out of a bowl and give it to you. It, it takes a little bit longer to get served here. But when you get it, you know that it's fresh, it's organic, it's healthy. Well, that's one of the interesting points is that you come to any market with your expectations. If you're a U.S. citizen, you're probably used to the concept of fast food. Within 90 seconds of ordering, I have my meal. That's because it was started before you got up in the morning. They were doing the prep, they were getting ready, it was cooked before you walked in the door, and it was there just in time. I'm not saying that's a bad experience, but it's a system that you don't find everywhere. On a little island like this, that's not how it works. Now, the fast food you speak of is the guy who's been barbecuing on the side of the road, and the chicken's still barbecuing, and you walk up, and it's just about done, and does he have white or dark meat, and okay, here you go, and now you have it, it's still fresh, it's delicious, didn't take that long to get. The restaurant service, takes a little longer, but you know what? I see people come down here with that American frenetic pace 
And within a day or two, they're they're into the Belizean lifestyle. Yeah, so it's all about island time. Uh, and you have to make a great adjustment when you first come down here. Again, you, you're, you're used to fast paced, you're used to instant gratification. And you come down here and you have to realize that there's a different time frame going here. When you step up and you finish your meal at a dinner, you're not going to get the bill. They're going to just hold that and they're going to let you enjoy your experience and you're not going to get that bill until you ask for it. Many Americans don't know that when they first come here. So um, it's a different pace. You'll adapt to it. You'll learn to love it. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty special. William, tell us a little more about your store. You came down looking for really an investment opportunity, looking at several different markets, but you actually ended up moving your family here. So talk about that part of it. Yeah, well, my uh, my wife thought I was completely crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, that aside, yeah, I analyzed the market strictly from uh, an investment standpoint and, and again, looked at several different markets. But once I analyzed uh, the leading indicators, you know, tourism, where the tourism numbers are going, uh, what's happening with uh, airlift, um, I looked at what was uh, going on with prices and appreciation in the market and whether there was a bubble and various other factors. But when I analyzed that, I decided that Belize was probably top three on my list. I came down here and serendipitously met you my first day on the island. Right. And it just so happened that that day was a field trip. So you invited me on the field trip. Uh, I had an amazing time. It was very educational. It opened my eyes even wider than they were. And uh, the rest is history. Now, when you decided to move the family, that's kind of a big decision to make. There's all kinds of things people don't necessarily think about. So many expats, the kids are out of the house. They're empty nesters. Your kids are pretty small. And you came here and brought the family. Talk about the lifestyle experience of coming to a new country, of integrating with the community, all that. Well, the first thing people ask about with young children like myself is they want to know about the school system. So the school systems here are actually amazing. Um, they do an excellent job here. There are private schools, there are public schools, um, both of which do, do a very nice job of education. My wife happens to be a school teacher, so she was very critical of that in the beginning, but now is a raving fan of the school system. All three of my children will be here in school this upcoming year, and they love it here. The lifestyle that they get to experience, they get to uh, be in the ocean a couple days a week, you know, snorkeling, scuba diving, um, fishing. Um, we get to go swim with manatees. Um, we get to go play on the beach. We get to hang out at some of the best pools on the island. It's just uh, every day is a play day for the kids. And then when they go to school, they get to have integration with a very diverse culture. And I love that about Belize is it's a melting pot. There's so many different cultures here mixed together. And I think that that's a good thing to expose your children to. You know, it's extraordinary, actually, having traveled a lot and gone to a lot of countries looking for real estate opportunity. One of the things that struck me as well here is that there is no one Belizean, right? There's all kinds of different people who call Belize home. And because of that, there's very little prejudice here. We invested and developed in Mexico for many years. And in Mexico, which is a beautiful place and there's maybe opportunity, I always, always, always felt like a gringo. I was treated like a gringo. People called me a gringo to my face. That's not necessarily a derogatory term. It just kind of means you're not from here. You're from somewhere else. It's not like that here. No, everybody here um, is an equal. Everybody here is just another person. And it, it is. It's truly, truly refreshing because, you know, if you've lived anywhere else in your life, you, you've, you've experienced some prejudice in your life. You've experienced some judgments in your life. Here, uh, you're just a, another face on the street and somebody to uh, make a new friend with. We're talking to William Nayrod, the paradise guy, about finding your paradise. We'll find out more from William when we come back. Plus, we'll play real estate trivia next. 
You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high net worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years could be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. For more information, qualified accredited investors should email coconuts at realestateguysradio.com. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. Email coconuts at realestateguysradio.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. For more information, email coconuts at realestateguysradio.com. Ranked by Forbes as one of the fastest growing cities, Orlando, Florida has a big and diverse economy, yet still features affordable rental properties that cash flow. Our boots on the ground turnkey provider, Greg Bond at Greater Orlando Homebuyers can show you how to start generating cash flow today. He just wrote a special report to help you discover the magical market of Orlando. Request your free copy today. Send an email to Orlando at realestateguysradio.com. That's Orlando at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Peter Schiff, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. This week, we're in Ambergris Key, Belize, talking about finding your paradise, how you can select an offshore market for retirement, investment, a second home, whatever you want. Before we get back to our discussion with William Nayrod, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia. That's your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. When you hear the question and think you know the answer, simply send an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com, trivia at realestateguys.com. Radio.com. Include your name, the answer to the question, and your mailing address because if you're the winner, we're going to send you a copy of Second Chance by Robert Kiyosaki. It's a great book. It's a heavy book, and it's worth the read. That could be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. Last week, it was a show from the archives. We asked this. The area now known as Orlando, Florida, of course, was established in 1838 as Fort Gatlin, but became known by another name around 1850, then officially named Orlando in 1857. What other name was Orlando known by just prior to being named Orlando? Well, the answer is Jernigan. This name originates from the first permanent settlers, Isaac and Aaron Jernigan, in the 1840s. They were cattlemen who acquired land two miles northwest of Fort Gatlin, along the west end of Lake Holden. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. We're talking about finding your paradise, which could be any country in the world. Here's what I want to know. Which country has the highest percentage of home ownership? Of all the countries out there, which one is the highest percentage of people who own the homes they live in? If you think you know or want to take a guess, fire off an answer to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, the answer to the question, and your mailing address because the prize is Second Chance by Robert Kiyosaki. 
That's today's real estate trivia question. We're in the beautiful country of Belize today talking about finding your paradise, which may be here or somewhere else. The concept is if you're thinking about either moving somewhere or one day retiring somewhere or just having that second chalet that you get to go visit when you want, it's a great big world and lots of places to explore. Our guest is William Nayrob, the paradise guy. He's found his paradise here in Belize. And in addition to helping people like the folks we're talking about who come down and get second homes and decide to buy a condo to rent out. There's also other folks that are coming down here. I know when we came into town this time, uh, you'd been talking to uh, some folks looking for development land. Talk about the, the developers coming down. Okay, well, there's some big brands that have recently come on the island. When I first came to the island, they weren't here. And so the fact that the big brands, uh, Hilton and Wyndham, have now planted a flag here on the island, to me, is a strong indicator of where things are going. Like uh, the great Wayne Gretzky said, you know, skate to where the puck is going, not to where the puck is at. And so if you look at the big brands, which have way more resources than you and I to do research on a market, when they start proactively doing things in a marketplace, I believe that's an indicator of what's to come. So development is taking off here. Development is is moving at a much faster pace than I've seen it move at. Uh, I myself am doing some development. Obviously, uh, you're doing some development. And I think that the future is very, very bright for those that will come down here and build the right team and execute. Well, it's sorely overneeded here. The challenge that this market has seen for many years, as you know, is that there aren't enough rooms at the end. There are five or six weeks a year that San Pedro and Ambergris Key is completely sold out, which tells me that folks have not done a good job of providing more inventory. Plus, we're turning away folks. And with airline announcements increasing, more airlines coming, existing airlines adding more gateway cities, bunch of new announcements, it's great. They have to stay somewhere. So it's great to finally see some cow developers stepping up to provide that inventory because if you don't here's what happens it's great for a little while the folks they're in see their $80 a night rental room go to $200 a night without the hotel room becoming any nicer and pretty soon it reaches that point where people say it's too expensive there it's too hard to get in I'll go somewhere else and that's a challenge that this market has had Thankfully, there are five or six projects under development right now, a couple of them more than 100 rooms, which is great. Existing on the island right now, the largest open hotel has 95 rooms. So that's not a very big market. The average hotel here is like under 20 rooms, but we're seeing the bigger companies come in. Let's talk about the other side of that because there's always the folks that say, oh, well, they're going to ruin everything, right? The big brand's coming in. They're going to put two or 300 hotel rooms in. Uh, that, that means the market's over. So you're not going to be see this place evolve like Cancun. You're not going to have the high rises on the beach. I mean, here we're, rest we're uh, restricted to five stories or less on developments. Uh, it's supposed to be the height of the tallest uh, coconut tree. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're, you're going to see some responsible development. And again, the hotels that they're going to build here are going to fit in with the environment. They're going to be spaced appropriately. They're going to take advantage of the natural beauty of the island and can, again, maintain the Belizean experience. When people come here, they want to feel that authentic luxury. And so I believe that the developers that are coming here in the future and those that are responsibly developing are going to keep that in mind and they're going to develop some really, really great products which are only going to make this place more enjoyable.
couple of great recent examples of that. Of course, Leonardo DiCaprio has an island just off Amargus Key, and his team came down for a year and just finished their environmental assessment. And it was interesting to see because a lot of the fishermen and locals and environmentalists were against the development. And what was great about their development team is they listened and they made changes and they ended up being embraced by the community. And of course, you know, Mr. DiCaprio is a real green guy anyway. And so he had a heart to listen to what the folks were saying. And it's going to be an extraordinary development. A couple islands down, Key Chapel, they've just brought Greg Norman in to redo the golf course. It's the only golf course uh, that we have uh, in Belize. And to bring in someone of that caliber to come in. And again, they're doing it right. So I think what the a lot of, a lot of third world markets have experienced is the developer that can't seem to cut it in the in the U.S. or Canada or Europe comes to a place like this. Now that's changing. We're seeing real first class developers come in and do an extraordinary job of not just developing but all the pre-planning necessary to get it right. Well, there's you know there's only so much opportunity you can turn a blind eye to, and and uh, all the indicators which we've discussed here uh, in this show is that uh, they're pointing to what's going to happen. And what's going to happen is this market's going to continue to grow. This market's going to continue to expand. The need for hotel rooms is going to exponentially rise. And as that happens, there's gotta be developers that meet that need. So um, I help people to identify lands that again, are in the path of progress that are gonna allow them to capitalize that in the future. And uh, that's one of my key markets. In fact, you've written a great report that we include in the workbook for people that come to our investor field trip to Belize, but we'll make that available today to listeners that are interested because uh, you've taken some time to highlight many of the bullet points that make Belize uh, at least a, a market to consider. Um, talk about the report. Well, this is a report that I did to to really give out to my clients because it's it's it gives you an idea of what are the things that I considered when I was first going to come to this market. What are the important things? But it also has been modified as such because people have come down here and asked me a lot of questions, and I've included those questions, the answers to those questions, in the report. And so it's really valuable information, and it's it's something that if you're considering a move to paradise, whether it be here in Belize or somewhere else, it's just good questions to ask and good information to have. So I hope that people will take advantage of that. All right, before we're done today, we'll give you uh, all the details necessary to get a free copy of William's report. And William, you've also done something that has happened more and more to us, it seems. Uh, you've gone from being a student and coming on the trip and other uh, educational events that uh, we've done into being what we call a provider. When we do our field trip here to Belize, you're one of the folks that helps educate people and show us around and, and, and so on. Uh, tell us about that part of it. when people come down here looking specifically to invest the excitement you have for sharing Belize. Well, I mean, I love it. It's a true passion for me. And being part of the field trip is always exciting because the quality of the people that come down on these field trips is just amazing. Getting to work side by side with you and your knowledge and your experience of development and of Belize is, is amazing. And it truly is about helping other people. It's about passing the torch. We can't take all the opportunity for ourselves. So it's nice to be able to expose people to uh, more of that than we can handle and let them uh, have some of the pie. It is. It's great to really be looking at who your friendly competitors might be, right? I don't think of real estate development in a place like this as competition, but more cooperation because there's always different flavors of ice cream. Somebody wants chocolate, somebody wants vanilla, somebody wants peach sorbet. It's all good. And there's not a single developer that has the answer. Instead, what we have in this market is a lot of great potential answers. If you come on the Real Estate Guys field trip, we're going to show you every single project that's under construction here and a lot that uh, aren't under construction, but are their resale. You're going to learn a ton and we have a great time. It's a small trip. 
We do the bigger field trips to markets where we can take a whole busload of people around for a couple of days. But here we're limited because it's an island. We get around by golf cart and boat. So uh, the average real estate guy's field trip is maybe a dozen people. And uh, we've got one coming up. It's a great chance for you to come learn about this market and also the questions to ask if you're looking at any offshore market. I mean, there's things that we learn on the field trip that aren't Belize-centric, but they are paradise-centric in terms of where you ultimately want to be, whether that's from an investment point of view or a lifestyle point of view. There are markets like this that can satisfy both. So uh, we'd love to uh, see you on the trip. You can get all the details on the website at realestateguysradio.com. Under events, you'll see our Belize discovery trips. Do it a few times a year because, again, less people on the trip. But it also gives us a lot of time to talk one-on-one. One of my favorite things to do is to hang out with investors. And when you've got three and a half days, oh, sure, we'll talk about the market. But over a beer, whatever you want to talk about, right? We have great conversations. I know you're part of those as well. So, uh, well, William, this has been really great. Always good to uh, get in touch with you. Uh, when we come back, we'll tell you how to get William's report. But get to the site, mark your calendar, come on down. You get a chance to meet William, hang out with me on a Real Estate Guys field trip. We'd love to have you. Thanks for your time today. Thanks so much for having me, Robert. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. More we come back. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. This portion of the Real Estate Guys radio program is brought to you by International Coffee Farms, where you can own a parcel of land in your very own specialty coffee farm in Panama for as little as $15,000. Here's how it works. Deeded half-acre parcels entitled Specialty Coffee Farms in Boquete, Panama are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts. Sustainable average income is estimated at 12% and cash flow can begin within 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm is committed to a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the Panamanian coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates nine specialty coffee farms with half-acre parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a coffee farm owner in Paquete, Panama, email coffee at realestateguysradio.com. That's coffee at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Mauricio Raul, the founder and CEO of Premier Law Group, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. This week, broadcasting from one of our favorite paradises, Ambergris Key, Belize. Uh, pretty awesome to hear from Mr. William Nayron. It is. It's fun. It's it's always interesting to meet these people who make these, uh, what I consider to be fairly radical lifestyle choices. Yeah. You know, you're, you're successful, you're living a life, you're in a certain area or demographic and in a country. And, you know, people up and move. You know, you watch it on TV, the couple that says, oh, we wanted to raise our kids. And so they moved to Ecuador or Costa Rica. It's a very different experience or that, you know, guy or gal that has lived their whole life in an area uh, where they feel like the weather wasn't right or the environment wasn't right for them for whatever reason. And then they make that big move and the decision process they go through. So a guy like William, you know, made the decision. He says, hey, I want to be here. 
this is the environment I want to be in. I need to figure out how to make a living. I'm going to make a living doing the thing that I love doing, dealing with the people I like dealing with, talking about the thing that gets me excited, reason I'm here. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think anybody who can find a career like that is, is going to be happy and successful. Well, especially since he started out just looking to invest somewhere and then he fell in love with a market and he looked at several, as you know, you heard, and then found the, the home for him. That's kind of the process. And, and you don't have to be a, a real estate professional to do that. That. You can, as an investor, go to Ecuador, go to Bolivia, go to Bulgaria, go to Belize, check it out, right? Whatever appeals to you. If you like to ski, go to Vail, go to Telluride. If you like beaches, go to Santa Cruz, go to Miami, right? Figure it out. And then look for opportunity. And it's it's great. In fact, you know, what William's done is he's put together this list of, I think, 20 different things that uh, Belize has to offer. So it'll be interesting uh, for you to look at that. But if you're not interested in a, in, in a market like that, it will still give you some perspective of the kinds of questions to ask and the kinds of things to look for. If you want a copy of the report, all you're going to do is send an email to paradiseguy at realestateguysradio.com. Paradiseguy, that's what William goes by, at realestateguysradio.com. And uh, you'll get his report. You know, there's so many different ways and styles and places to invest and you've got to figure it out while you're doing whatever you're doing to live thrive and survive very few of us are full-time investors if you're just putting some money away occasionally and buying a property that works but i think the wake-up call today is just to step back and say you know what do, what do i really want real estate to do no, for make me? it fun yeah and, and and is there an ultimate for you is there a paradise for you some people's paradise is you know hammock on the beach some people's paradise is no neighbors some people's paradise is living in a downtown metropolis where they can walk to restaurants whatever it is for you the the question is do you have to wait and save up and earn and then go find your paradise or could you have it right off well i mean i call that the two-step and everybody does it you're trained to go get a job and learn you know go to college and get learn how to do something as as a profession that's going to pay you the most amount of money you can possibly make it doesn't really matter if you like it or not just right. go, go do it then work hard pay your taxes live below your means save money and then you put that away in some long-term investment program with the help of some professional advisor and and 40 years down the road you get to say off into the sunset and live the way you want to live. And so this whole thing we're talking about is why two-step it? If you can figure out a way to, to, to live and invest and be where you want to be and do what you want to do, at least maybe not full-time, but a part of the time, you know, a month a year, two months a year, uh, you, you know, and again, you make these trips tax deductible, check with your own tax advisor. But if you own investment property in an area and you're traveling there to check on your investment property, that becomes a game changer. So all things being equal, and of course, you got to make it sure it's a good, solid investment, but all things being equal, wouldn't you rather be involved with an, a marketplace, a, a property type, a demographic, uh, a lifestyle that you enjoy rather than just doing something merely because the numbers pencil. Right, exactly. Well, you've heard us talk about Belize for many years on the show. We did our first investor field trip almost a dozen years ago, and it's we're crazy. still doing it today. So if you want to come and check out Belize, you'll get to meet William Nayrod. I'm always on those tours. Russ occasionally is on those tours. You can get all the information on our website at realestateguysradio.com. Also, registration is open for the secrets of successful syndication. If you want to do bigger deals using other people's money, then come on out and spend a couple days with us in Dallas, Texas. Right now, it's time for us to pack our shorts and get on a plane and head to Las Vegas, Nevada for Freedom Fest. We'll see you there next week. Until then, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. 
powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.